Spoon is my favorite utensil. I disagree. I rarely oh. use spoons. I mostly use forks. However, if I'm thinking about everything that I have to eat for, rest, for the rest of my life, I'm soup. not, and I mean soup. not. Soup. It's soup. soup. It's things that are like, ramen I can use chopsticks, so I will be okay soup. there. But I mean, soup. yeah, it's, it's going to be a bitch like soup again. Soup. Soup. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Swipe Talk Podcast, where opposites attract. I'm Simone. And I'm Isabella. And this is our weekly podcast where we come together and we talk with the girls about whatever the girls decide to talk about. And yeah. this one, Isabella decided to give us a little hum ding ding, a little hum oh. dung dung. It's would you rather? It's would you rather? Yeah. Yeah, we told y'all a few weeks ago that we have a shared brain cell and we actually asked y'all to name her and y'all came up with some with some cute names. Isabella and I are still deciding. Um, we have some top contenders, but if you want to throw your name into the race, then please feel free to. But I do want to say that that brain cell, she was she was working. She was working in overtime because we had our meeting yesterday, our producer meeting, and she was like, you know what I'm thinking we should do? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, would you rather? And I said, Oh, bitch. I was thinking very, very similarly because I saw something that made me think that we should talk about this. And then it ended up being the serious to her silly. And now we're here. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little shy today. This bitch has never been shy a day in life. Yes, we're doing would you <laughs> we're doing would you rather today. And would you rather is actually not a favorite game of mine. I struggle a lot personally with would you rather because I'm someone who uh oh, how do I say this? Mentally I thought you were gonna say indecisive. I thought you were gonna say indecisive. I am also indecisive. She's indecisive. She can't decide. She keeps on looking from left to right. Um, Yeah, I can't make decisions and I like take things way too seriously Mm. of the question. Like it'll be like, would you rather go on a walk with a cow or would you rather eat some celery? And I will be like, well, what if the celery holds an answer in which that I could cure all of humankind versus if I walk with the cow, sure, that would bring me more joy. But is the cow happy? The beginning, it'll be fine. Now the end, I'm so excited to have this conversation. What I was going to say is that I, for those who don't know, was briefly a kindergarten teacher. When we first met, actually, you were Yeah, at the, the beginning of the pandemic, yeah. I was a little kindergarten teacher. And for like a program where they like needed people because it was COVID time. Mm-hmm. So they said, mm-hmm. you girl, you're kind of kooky. Teach our youth. Shape Teach our, youth. our future. <laughs> but I was exhausted there was nothing more exhausting for me and i would say it every single day i was like this is the most tiresome job in the world like when you come home it feels like they all had little straws and they punctured them into your body and they went (laughs) (laughs) and took all your energy all day long that's what kids do that's what kids do that's why parents are so damn tired all the time i spoke to a teacher and i can't i didn't fact check this so i don't know if this is true but this teacher i like got into a whole conversation with her and she said she had a friend who was both a neuroscientist and a first grade teacher. Some women can have it all. And she said that for her personally, being a teacher was far more exhausting than being a neurosurgeon. Wait, 
you said I, think I know you I said, said neuroscientist. Ser- I meant yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Cool, cool, cool. I just need to know which which neuro we were dealing with here. But she was more exhausted being a kindergarten teacher or a first grade teacher because mm-hmm. the act of making a decision it is like a very exhausting function, and having to spend all day making decisions for other people is exhausting. Like someone being like, "Can I use this crayon? Can I go to the bathroom? Can I do this? Can I do that?" You having to make that decision and think. Should I let them do that? Should I not? It uses like a lot of your brain function to be able to make decisions. It's interesting to me that she is a neurosurgeon. Mm-hmm. Feels like that because I'm like, when you're doing surgery, aren't you making decisions about like what to do, especially like in situations where you have to make life decisions? I feel like, decisions sure, minute, right? but that's probably like, I, I mean, I don't know, but I feel like it's like, okay, I'm making decisions for me, but with like teaching kids, it's making decisions for everyone in the room every 10 seconds all the neuroscientists that are watching or in the neurosurgeons that, that are watching comment down below and let us know honestly that correlation doesn't surprise, surprise me. me yeah because like i think there's decision fatigue and then i think there's something called yes. decision paralysis Ooh. i want to say like where you're faced with so many different decisions that you just freeze and you sure. can't really choose one you just like are like okay i can't i can't choose one so i'm gonna choose nothing mm-hmm. um so it actually doesn't surprise me because I don't know I think that in my decision making it's interesting that you bring up mental health because I'm very much like okay you made this decision that's over you cannot think about it anymore it's over uh-huh. you won't the decision is made the course is already decided it's over now you right. need to concentrate your brain energy somewhere that will get you further in the decision that you already just made. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like, yeah. once I make a decision, there's no going, there. not that there's no going back because you are allowed to change your mind at yeah. any time. But I mean yeah. like things like moving to Atlanta, signing my lease on my apartment, you know, Those like are things big that decisions. are like yeah. huge. But I would argue that's the part that's sometimes the hardest is the leading up to it of the mm. like, will I, won't I, what is the right decision? Once you make the decision, I think it can be a little easier. Like I always say that it's hardest right before you jump off a diving board. Like when mm. I little I would always like stand and get really like stressed out right before and then the second that you jump there was like this moment of like clarity of like well it's too late to change now and with that in mind we need to play would you rather (laughs) (laughs) this is also a curated and Isabella curated list and the way in which I chose specifically the ones that weren't gonna stress me out like there were so many that I was like that's a good one and then I would be like (laughs) (laughs) okay Okay. and away we go Simone Mm -hmm. would you rather have peanut butter Oh. Yep. Keep asking. No, 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 no. You keep on asking. You keep on asking because I don't, you didn't realize until you, until this very second, but you, you keep asking. Would you rather have peanut butter stuck to the top of your mouth? Mm-hmm. But, uh, 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 uh. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> or toothpaste stuck on your lips? Um, for those who don't know, Simone's mm-hmm. allergic, allergic to, to peanut butter. Mm-hmm. To peanuts. Peanuts. So what if it was almond butter? Allergic. I'm allergic to peanuts and tree nuts. Tree nuts are like pecans, almonds. I didn't know you were also allergic to tree nuts. Okay, 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 okay. Nutella. I do love a good Nutella. No, we're talking. Nutella stuck to the top of your mouth for the rest of your life or toothpaste stuck on your lips. Uh, can I taste? I can taste the Nutella, huh? The entire time. Yeah, girl. But okay, stuck to my lips and people can see it. That's a great question. Cause is it crusty? Does, does it give? Does question. it give dry? I don't know. It might. If it's not crusty and it doesn't give dry and it doesn't give. She didn't look in the mirror before she left the house this morning and she's yeah. not okay. Yeah. If you can't tell, then I take 
toothpaste. Uh, and then I guess I'll do Nutella if you can tell, cause I'm not walking around with crusty lips. It's not happening, period. Okay, I... Hi, Dewey. Holding for Dewey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dewey. Okay. Sorry, that was that was my attempt to, to quiet him. It didn't work, cause now he's barking back. Now he's arguing with you. Now I'm gonna um, argue back and forth. I am going to also go with two. I'm also going with two. Uh huh. Okay. I'm also going with two. <laughs> I'm also going with toothpaste because if you can't see it, or if you, even if you ha can see it, I'm going with toothpaste. A fresh little minty glow, little okay, minty no. fresh, and also because I have such a fear of accidentally harming those with nut allergies. Mm. So I would be afraid that someone I know and love, such as Simone, would be kissing my mouth and then would have an allergic reaction. Sure. And for those who do have nut allergies, such as Simone, would you mm -hmm. have an allergic reaction to kissing someone that had recently eaten peanuts? Mm -hmm. Have you kissed strangers at a club before? Mm -mm. Would you ever? Mm -mm. Not oh, for wow. peanut either. Because if you're and in the club, the chances, yeah, the chances of you eating peanuts before you were in the club or like in the club is very small. I can bet my bottom dollar, every single man I've bet, met in the club has had nothing on their stomach but McDonald's and a little Patron. That's it. Maybe a little, if they just got from dinner, a little lamb chop. That's really? about it. Oh, I've always thought about that. I'm like, if you have a nut allergy, it must be like, you can't go around kissing strangers. You have to be like severe to have those types of thoughts. Like it, it doesn't interfere with my life in that way. And even if I kiss somebody and have an allergic reaction, it's not gonna be as hardcore as it would be if I had to, if I directly in like, um, I was gonna say inhaled it, but I don't inhale peanuts. Mm -hmm. What is the word I'm looking, ingested it. If I had ingested it, it's not the it's not the same thing. It'll just be mild, whatever. I want to say that you are sick as shit for Why? the second one. Would you rather eat a ketchup sandwich or a sriracha sandwich? You're fucking sick, bro. I'm gonna take sriracha sandwich every single time. I'm oh. gonna take sriracha sandwich every single time. And I'm gonna take ketchup sandwich. And I know you are. And, and I know you are. Honestly, I think I could really enjoy a ketchup sandwich of a hot dog bun, a little bit of ketchup in the middle. Yum. That, that would be me, delicious. That makes me literally want to gag. Like, Does it really? I just, the ketchup is just not. Some people really have visceral, visceral. Reactions to ketchup. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, ketchup is cool on fries, but like, that, what, was it an episode of Hannah Montana where she like dipped her hands Moisturized like, in the it with Corbin Blue. And she was like, it's good moisturizer. It's also a wonderful moisturizer. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? Oh, that, wow. My I remember watching that as a child and being like, I remember watching that as a child and being like, I bet it is good moisturizer. Oh, no, 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 no. Hell no. Nah. Absolutely not. I'm going to go sriracha and just burn my mouth in my esophagus. Okay. Comment down below if you're a ketchup girl like me. And uh, hi. Hi to all my ketchup girls. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if they made me the face of ketchup? That would be great for you. Thank you. That actually fits you really well. <laughs> Okay. Would you rather be able to only use a fork ever and no spoon mm -hmm. or only be able to use a spoon and no fork? What I'm going to say is very controversial because I ran across this on Twitter. Um, this exactly. This prompt. is a huge, this is a huge debate. I am going to say spoon. I'm going to yeah, take course. a spoon for the rest of my life. I, spoon I is my favorite utensil. I disagree. I rarely oh. use spoons. I mostly use forks. However, if I'm thinking <laughs> about everything that I have to eat for, rest, for the rest of my life, I'm Soup. not... And I mean soup. not soup. It's soup. soup. It's things that are like 
Ramen, I can use chopsticks, so I will be okay soup. there. But I mean, soup. yeah, it's, it's gonna be a bitch say soup again. Soup, soup. It's gonna be it's gonna be a spoon for me. Okay, I love spoons, little spoons in particular. Do you like big spoons or little spoons? I have both. They they function. For you use both. Things. Mm-hmm. For different reasons. Comment down below if you're one of those people who needs to use a specific spoon. I need to use a little spoon. I love a little spoon. I'm very particular about my spoons. I'm seeing huh. Claire, our editor, is nodding along. Seems really? like she's a fellow little spoon girl. I love a spoon. There's something very comforting about a spoon. Spoons are very magical. You put spoons underneath your pillow when you want it to snow. Huh? You didn't put a spoon under your pillow for it to snow for a snow day? No. I've never actually heard of that a day in my life. What did you do if you wanted it a snow day? I would just close my eyes and say, Jesus, can we please have a snow day? Okay, you could do that too. You're supposed to sleep with a pillow under your spoon. Nope, a, sp- a spoon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to sleep with a p- spoon under your pillow. There's like all these things like wear your pajamas backwards and sometimes it works. But yeah, spoons are very special. I love a oh, good wow. spoon. So huh. I would go with spoon. I love okay. you, spoon. Spoon, if you're out there, I love you, soup. Okay, would you rather have $5 million right now or $2,000 a day for 10 years? Okay, I'm gonna go $2,000 a day for 10 years. Why? Because that'll allow me stability. It'll mm-hmm. allow me routine. First of all, when you get a lump sum like that, they fuck you on taxes, like bad on taxes. Mm-hmm. I am not excited by the prospect of walking into having that much wealth mm-hmm. immediately because I wouldn't know how to manage it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know what to do with it. Like basically winning the lottery. If I mm-hmm. won the lottery, I, I I don't know what I would do with myself because I would be really uncomfortable because I've known so many people in my life. I come from a huge family and coming into that type of wealth, like what? And then people just expect things out of you and want things from you and want a million dollars, want you to invest in this business, want you to do... No, no, no. Okay. I will go with my $2,000 Here's what I'll say. I did the math and $2,000 a day for the next 10 years, you would end up Mm -hmm. with $7 million, $7,500,000. How and ever, when I think about inflation and how Mm. a dollar would be worth less 10 years from now, I surprised myself with this because Hmm. right off the bat, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get $2,000 per day. Mm -hmm. Slow and steady wins the race. Ultimately, I'll get more money. Like, that just is very practical to me and I love the idea of it. And I'm not, I don't need $5 million. However, I do want to save the world. And I also think billionaires are unethical. So I am actually going to take the $5 million and speak with someone who knows what they're talking about and invest that $5 million so that it can grow. And then to the point in which it would be more than $7.5 million. And then I'm going to give it to the environment, solving the environmental crisis. I'm going to like use the money to solve the problems. I know it's not even enough to solve the problems. Is the no, thing, but, but I mean help. it's a it's it it'll help because fact check me on this. What did Elon Musk buy Twitter for? Was it fifty million dollars or something? Oh, like that? let's actually look right now. It's just wild that there are people out there that have so much money and they could make a mm. big difference positively in the world with their money. So this isn't gonna be the best example, but I brought it up to say Elon Musk spent $44 billion buying Twitter, but um, he could have taken that money and solved world hunger. Like Mm. that's the type of power that billionaires have. They can Mm. solve world hunger. So I hear what you're saying. We're we're talking about three point whatever, whatever million. But the thing is, the thing about wealth that I'll learn one day when I'm wealthy um, is that wealthy people have learned to have their money work for them, right? Interesting that you say like, I would take the 5 million and then like talk to somebody that knows what they're doing. That, like what we were talking about, having like a decision that makes you like paralyzes you, I would never, yeah. ever, 
ever, ever. I wouldn't trust anybody with the $5 million. I wouldn't yeah. trust myself. I wouldn't trust a singular bank. Where the heck do you even put $5 million? I don't have time to figure that out. I feel like if I Google, the government is gonna know, then the IRS is gonna be knocking but on my I door. But I feel like, like $5 million isn't even that much when you think of like the 1%. Yeah, but I'm not rich. I've never right. touched that much money in my life. I don't right. have the resources to handle that. When you have money like that, you need resources because people want your money period. So you have to be such a good steward of your money and protect your money and know where to put it and learn and really develop relationships with people that you trust. And that is why I would go with the 2 million. You mean 2000? Sorry, 2000. Because my wealth is building over time, which means I'm building relationships over time. I'm allowed to make mistakes at low costs over time because making mistakes with $5 million is not the same as making a mistake with $2,000. So yeah, and okay. that's that. Okay, I made this one up. Would you rather never go to a grocery store ever again or never go to a restaurant ever again? I would never go to a restaurant again. <gasps> you yeah. are such a trickster. I know. I, I knew that you would think that it's the opposite. But yeah, no, I, I would never go to a restaurant again. I know that I go out a lot. You love restaurants. I do, but I don't think that I love it as much as... I think I love it relative to you. Well, everyone loves it relative to me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I think the compare, even to like girls that live in Atlanta, I don't love going out as much as like people that I know. But like on a romantic date night, of going course. to like a nice restaurant. But that is so like here and, and there that it's not worth me sacrificing being able to cook a meal in my own home. It's just not. I love cooking meals in my own home. Well, you can still get groceries. You just can't go to the grocery store. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's completely different. Yeah. Oh, I thought that it meant like, oh, would you rather? Yeah, oh, wait. I don't know. You made it up to. <laughs> you could make it to where it's, would you rather never be able to cook at home again or never be able to go to a restaurant again? Right. Those, that's, I guess that's that. Something. I guess that. I guess yeah, that. because if you made it, I just couldn't go to the grocery store. I'd be like, oh, well, I'll just go to restaurants because I could Instacart everything. So. Whatever. I would also go to the supermarket. I get really stressed out sometimes when I eat out. And I, I also love saving money. And That's, I yep. love Trader Joe's. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking like, like maybe you could order online groceries, but th there's no ordering online at Trader Joe's. I would never give up Trader Joe's. Oh, I love Trader geez. Joe's so much. Trader Joe. Joe, if you're watching, I love you. Mm -hmm. I love you, Joe. Would you rather be able to teleport or be able to communicate with animals? Uh, I would rather be able to teleport. You'd already Why? know my answer was going to be to this one. Because I don't care to communicate with animals. I don't care to communicate with animals. I don't. I'm going to because I'm like, okay, it would be nice to communicate with an animal. Yeah. Like, it would be cool. Sure. But you're telling me I can transport as in I can take as long getting ready as I want. And if my reservation to a restaurant or to wherever is at 8 p.m. and I could go beep, boop, snap, uh -huh. and I'm there. What? No traffic? Oh, please. If I wanted to go, oh, I want to be in Paris, I go beep, boop, and I'm in Paris? Hell yeah. I'm I'm uh -huh. never going to take that over being able to talk to an elephant. Like, it would oh. be cool. I, be okay, here's cool. the thing for me. I mm -hmm. would obviously pick communicating with animals. I know you would. For several reasons. I believe that I would get nauseous teleporting. I sometimes get nauseous when traveling. And I also think I would be scared to teleport. So that's a reason that I wouldn't want to teleport. And also, obviously, I want to communicate to animals. I'm a little anxious and a little nervous about communicating to animals. Because what if they tell me something that I, as a human, am not supposed to know? 
And then I would have to like hold that information, decide whether or not I share it with all of humankind. And I don't know if I can bear that kind of pressure. However, I would love to be able to communicate with dogs and go, hi, it's me. And they go, woof, woof, it's me. Dewey, what would you do? I would teleport. Oh, okay. So you will be willing to sacrifice your ability to snap your fingers and be anywhere in this whole entire world. That makes me nervous. I think I'd get <sighs> nauseous. You would sacrifice being able to stand in front of one of the world's like um, greatest, what is it called? <sighs> like one of the like seven wonders of the world because you will be afraid of being nauseous. Do you hear, do you hear <laughs> that sentence out loud, Isabella? But what if, but what if, they arrest you and try to do like science experiments on you because you're able to transport. Well, now you didn't, you didn't, you didn't include that. Well, just think about it. Just think about it, Simone. Because uh, now I have to account for like having a passport and doing all of that. And, yeah. Like, being in places, blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, sure. Well, I don't but... know. Why would they? Oh, yeah. I just, I don't know. It's a scary lifestyle. Oh, no, I would love it. It would be Yeah, the I think best. you would be really good at teleporting too. It would be the best. I'd be scared and I'd be scared that I would teleport myself to the wrong place and then mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to teleport back. I just, that brings me pause. Whereas communicating with animals almost strictly brings me joy. All right. I could tell them about the environment and I could be like, oh my God, miscommunication, you guys. And they could probably tell me how to fix global warming. Oh my God, they probably have so many things to share. Oh my God. And imagine all the cases we could solve of like it, where animals were there, where they were like, it oh, was, it was the, it was that's bad. True. That is true. You're not wrong. Okay. So here is where Miss Girl steps into the ring. I don't know if I can answer this. I'm actually oh, I'm confident I can. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Okay. I didn't know that this was like a popular moral dilemma. I knew that it was like one of the most famous uh, philosoph philosophical questions. That's the word I'm looking for. But Isabella actually turns out took a, did you say you took an entire class in it? Um, yes. For college? Ethics. Ethics. Yeah. So I didn't, I never took an ethics class when I was in college. So my first time hearing these ethical dilemmas was actually mm -hmm. on Mile Higher Podcast. Shout out to them. Love them. And basically I'll tell the first, first like dilemma quickly. So there is a runaway trolley and there's two different tracks that the runaway trolley could take. It could either be that if the trolley keeps going, there's five people on the track and it would kill the five people if it keeps going. Or you, because you are next to a lever that could divert the trolley onto another track, could kill one person because on that other track, there's one person laying on the track. So the question is, who do you choose? Do you choose the five people that were gonna die anyways because you weren't- Responsible for it. Yes. Or are you going to choose to save five people and kill one person? But then you are a killer. Okay, so Isabella, what would you do? I just want to go on the record. I never want to be put in this position. I never want to have to make a decision not. like this. Of course not. And everyone that's listening, I want to know what you would do as well. And what's interesting is in my ethics class, they would change it depending on how you answered. They'd be like, okay, now think of it this way. The five people are strangers. Yep. The one yep. person is your best friend. Is your friend. mother, yep. Or yep. Yep. the five people are criminals and the one person is has the cure for cancer. See, and you just skipped a step because that's where you get to next. I wanna know just off of the first step, who would you choose? I don't know, I'd freeze. I'd stop the train. That's not an option. My initial one was easy. I would kill the one person, easy. Because it would save five lives instead of killing five people, I would say five people. So mm -hmm. that's what I initially thought. 
Mm-hmm. And then I didn't even think about like the idea of like, what if it was someone that you knew? What if they were criminals? Like you don't get to know anything about mm-hmm. the six people in total. You get to know nothing about them. But I was like, no, I'm going to mitigate harm. But then also mm-hmm. what was interesting, it was the idea of, are you getting in the way of fate then? If you were never there, the Charlie would have killed you were there. people. Yes. So fate but, has put you there. That's true. But if you do nothing, if you stand by and do nothing, five people die. But if you intervene and do something, then you can save people. I'm going to jump onto the train and stop it. Well, <laughs> that's not, that's not, you right. have to answer. You have to uh-huh, play that by the thing. That is my thing. answer. That's you my answer. You can't, that's not, that's not I'm stopping the train. And then everyone's going to go, hero, hero. And then I'm going to run away. So they never know it was me. And they're going to be like, who was that mystery girl? Uh, never tell. Isabella, you have to play along. I can't. Okay. So there, here's, here's the next one. Uh, there is, there is, there is the same trolley. No. But there is a bridge. There's Stop a bridge. this trolley. The trolley's gone. Sorry. The trolley's a runaway oh. trolley. No, I mean gone isn't like the trolley is out. Like it's 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 running. She's she's what? gone. How is like it running she's, again? She's running. I'm setting up the premise of it. Okay. The trolley <laughs> okay. is running. And this time there's a bridge over the tracks. You are standing there and there are five people strapped to the tracks again. Who is okay? strapping them down? No, is it this you? Is a, this is a psychological experience. This is this is a philosophical question. Please stop asking questions that you know that I don't have the answer to. Please. Mm, okay. When you stop asking questions you know I don't have the answer to. <laughs> Five people are on this track. Now, there is a man that is standing next to you that is okay. very large. He is fat. If you push him down <gasps> onto the tracks, he will stop the train and no one will die but him. What no, do you do? I'm not pushing him. That means that five people will die i am not pushing him because i wouldn't want him to push me oh that's gonna make and me that's cry. the thing and that's the thing and that's the thing like what if it would you what, what if you were the i would man? not push him i don't think would that's you right. be willing would you no. be willing to make that sacrifice no but I some would people would well would you you answer to the first question if i would push him i yes. would push him yeah i would push him and that's up. but the reason why i would is because it would mitigate harm. And that's really, and that's really messed up. I hear how messed up it is because you're involving someone that has nothing to do with it and you're forcing him to stop something that that he had nothing to do with and you're doing harm to somebody as opposed to letting harm happen, which is what the overall idea of these questions is, is whether you're willing to do harm or whether you're willing to let harm happen to others this is why i don't like questions like this because i think that questions like this are very black and white and as my therapist will say the world is Mm. gray and i like to think of there being other solutions versus these because these make me so sad i mean definitely sorry go ahead finish your sentence no that was it i can't i can't i can't play games like this (laughs) i think that maybe i this was the wrong one to do with you because (laughs) because you're so like this is dead serious and i'm like isabella we're sitting on a podcast in the safety of our i told you i can't having a conversation it's a moral dilemma for me it was such a fascinating conversation this is why i couldn't be the president Mm -hmm. oh of course it is oh it is a very fascinating question because it makes you think about your own morality it makes you think about what you're willing to do ethics and and what they taught us in our ethics class Mm -hmm. was that like the ethics of every single person on earth is different it's just interesting because everyone's morality is different but the one thing that everybody like culturally because our teacher was like every culture 
culture, every, you know, family, everyone in society has different set of standards of what ethics mm-hmm. and morals are. But the mm-hmm. one thing that basically everyone can agree on is to treat people how you want to be treated. That is like the one rule that basically everyone is okay with. That is true. But yeah, it is It is an interesting conversation of ethics. If you are someone that's able to step back and play these little games, if you are someone who already has 97 moral dilemmas playing in your head at all times of the day. Yeah. But if you <laughs> are able to yeah. like, think about it in a more broad sense and yes. then like bring it up from like the trolley up to like having actual conversations about this type of stuff. It gave me empathy for people that have to make decisions like this all the time because there's also doctors. Doctors have to make split second decisions like that all the time, all the time. And that was was one of the um, questions that I also read for a would you rather was, would you rather be the funniest person in the world or the smartest person in the world? Mm. And automatically I was like, oh, the funniest person in the world because I already am kidding because you have to be smart in order to be funny. So it would mean that you're Mm. also intelligent, but also because to be the smartest person in the world would be very, very stressful. It's a lot of responsibility. If you were the smartest person in the world, it's a lot of responsibility. What are you going to use your smartness to do? Are you going to cure cancer? Are you going to save the environment? Are you going to solve world hunger? What are you using with your brilliance? And it would be very stressful for me personally, because I, even if I was the smartest person in the world I'm sure I'd still be wildly anxious if not more anxious but Mm -hmm. then I was like is that a very selfish thing of me to say I would rather be the funniest person in the world because that's easier for me and rob the world of being the smartest person in the world and hypothetically helping the world a lot more if I was the smartest. I would also argue that being the funniest person in the world has a lot of influence as well. That's true too. Because that's that's entertainers. Now you're an entertainer. Now you're talking about being one of the funniest people to go down in history and those type of people have so much influence and make so much money. That's true. But- that money can be used to change. Okay, that in makes the world. me feel a lot better and less yeah. selfish. Okay, <laughs> no. that makes me feel a lot better. F- the trolley. <laughs> And that brings us to the end of today's episode. As it happens with every single episode, I go, I thought that that was fun. And Isabella literally be logged off and she goes, Isabella is shaking the second what? the off. <laughs> Sorry. Let us know your responses. Also in Spotify, you can actually talk to us. So respond and let us know like what you would do in yes. these moral dilemmas. Or in the would you rathers. And in the would you rathers. We'd yes. love to hear. And then we just have our scream of the week left. Scream of the week. Woo! Scream of the week, I made my own wall art. It was really cool. I went into the store, I saw a piece of art and it was $120. I said, absolutely not. So I got all the supplies (laughs) together and I made it myself. Miss Claire, can you please insert a video of what I was going for and then how it turned out. But I'm really proud of myself and my home is becoming more of a home and I just love it here. And that's my scream of the week. Yay. And if you want to do something yourself, you absolutely can. Believe in yourself because you can do it. Period. My scream of the week is Dewey. This is Dewey. He's the best boy in the whole wide world. He's gorgeous. He's funny. He's talented. And he's one of my best friends. And I'm very, very grateful for him. Do you have anything to say, Dewey? My scream of the week is bugs. I think they're very fun. That's awesome, Dew. 
Thank you guys. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching and for joining us for yet another episode. As I said a million times, let us know what you think about this episode down in the description, not down in the description box. Chad, if you're watching on YouTube down in the comments, if you are on Spotify, then let us know in the little question answer section. Make sure you comment also and let us know what you wanna talk about in future episodes. You can follow the podcast on anywhere that you're listening to the podcast right now. But remember to leave a review and tell us that you love us real bad. And if it's anything less than five stars, we're gonna write it in our diary, absolutely. And then all of our other socials will be listed down in our description box and in our show notes. Bye everybody, see you next week. Bye from me, bye from Isabella that's frozen, frozen. and dewy. Yes, love you guys. frozen in time. Frozen in time, time, time. Name that musical, Simone. Why would I know that? Hamilton. I never saw Hamilton. I've never Frozen seen it. Frozen time, time, time. Great. All right. Love See you guys, guys so next much. week. Bye. See you next week. Bye.